0: You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi, and you're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. I'm super happy to be here today. Any contact I can have with the outside world right now is very refreshing to me. Um, I did end up taking a walk this morning because the sun was out. um, My first walk post-surgery. So I'm starting to get my head wrapped around the concept of you need to slow down. There's a reason that this happened when it happened. So don't get the priority list so piled up that mentally you start having a panic. So I'm really, really trying to slow down how I'm thinking. I am not one that is used to being laid up at all. And so I know it's a lesson. I know that there's something in this surgery recovery that is here to teach me something. Um, I just saw a post in the Strength Within support group. I'll mention that. Yes, I have a support group online. It's on Facebook. It's a private group. It's called Strength Within. It's a very positive group that is geared towards those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships, emotional abuse, or narcissistic behavior. Um, If you're not in that group and you're looking for a group of people who have been through and understand what you're going through, it is a great place to be. You can search Strength Within. There's a couple entry questions. Um, I'm the only one that sees the answer to your entry questions, and I'm the only one that will admit you into that group. So um, just know that when you answer the questions, nobody sees the answers but me. Uh, I wanted to say about that group, somebody posted in there this morning um, a very long post. She was very distraught. She was talking about how she had found out things that she thought were true all along, but the toxic person denied them over and over and over. And she kept giving him the benefit of the doubt. And now that the relationship is over, she has found out that everything she thought was true was true. And finishing up her post, she admittedly said now she is ashamed and she's embarrassed about all the time that she wasted and how much love and energy and time she put into this relationship, that was never what she thought it was from the beginning. And so I, I want to talk about um, something today that uh, I have actually had a few suggestions uh, to talk about this on the podcast. And, and what it is, is the shame that goes with being involved with toxic people. Uh, shame can get very confusing. So I want to try and sort that out a little bit today with the thought process of how I felt when I was in it. So what does shame mean? If we go to the definition of shame, it's a painful feeling of humiliation, excuse me, a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Okay, that's a very long definition, but we know what ashamed is. Ashamed is embarrassment or guilt because of one's actions, characteristics, or association. Okay, why is it that we feel shameful when we find ourselves in a toxic relationship or we're out of a toxic relationship and we realize what it was, why do we carry the shame forward with us? You know, as we learn to take the blame and take fault and accept the criticisms and fix everything and continue to feel like we need to be better and we need to do better in order to make the toxic person in the relationship happy, we also... Accept the feeling of shame. And just like everything, it's, it's a very slow burn. When you step into a toxic relationship, if it was like a light switch and it was easy for us to tell that that's what we were in, we wouldn't ever embrace the feeling of shame that comes with it. But because it happens over such a long, drawn out period of time, shame just grows the same way everything else grows in a toxic relationship. When we're in toxic relationships, whether it's an intimate relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it is a coworker situation, whether it is an environment that we've been raised in, what are the things that we find shame in? Well, we find shame in the choices that we made. We find shame in picking the wrong person. We find shame in not seeing it sooner, keeping the kids in it. We find shame in staying there. We find shame in accepting and allowing the behaviors and the treatments from the toxic person. We find shame in leaving a toxic relationship. We find shame in returning to a toxic relationship. We find shame in the person that we've become. We find shame in being fearful of everything. We find shame in actually finding ourselves in an unhealthy or abusive relationship. We find shame in thinking so little of ourselves. We find shame in our lack of self-confidence. We find shame in all the things that we accepted about being in it. And there's so many things that go along with this. Shame ends up being a big deal. Now, whether you've thought about it as shameful or ashamed or if you've thought about it in a different context, maybe me explaining some of these things will help you work through why you feel the way you do about some of the things in your relationship. Let's talk about the choices. We feel ashamed because of the choices that we made. Okay, when you're presented with a toxic relationship, we don't know that that's what it is in the beginning. Some of you experienced love bombing. Some of you experienced a very strong um, attachment to this person. Some of you really felt like you were searching to fill a void and this person seemed to fill it. So sometimes our choices in the beginning are very unclear. But as you move through the toxic relationship, toxic personalities tend to steal your decision making ability. The things that you should be making choices on as a grown adult, they like to make those decisions for you. Things like who your friends are, what you eat, how you should look. The little things that you should be able to answer. They like to take from us. So as as you avoid conflict, as you avoid the criticisms, as you avoid the belittling, we give up our decision-making ability because we don't want the hassle that goes with making our own decisions. And they can be little decisions and they can be big decisions like career moves. Or going back to school but the toxic personality always seems to have some type of input on the decisions that we want to make sometimes even down to what you're wearing so when we find shame in the choices that we made you have to understand that toxic relationships are this long-standing conveyor belt where one by one Your choices are made for you because if you disagree with the choices that the toxic person thinks you should make then there's trouble in the relationship so when we're ashamed of the choices that we're making or the choices that we made you have to remember when you're in self-protection mode and you're trying to stay one step ahead of the toxic person sometimes those choices that you made weren't really a choice you were forced into moving that direction because of the consequences that were going to come with it. So just know if you're one that's feeling shame because of the choices that you made, a lot of those choices were taken away from you. They were choices that were handed to you instead of choices that you were actually able to make. Picking the wrong person. If I could see a show of hands of how many people listening to this feel like in an intimate relationship, they picked the wrong person, and we feel shameful for that. How come we didn't see it? How come we ended up marrying them anyway? How come we moved in so soon? How come we agreed to starting a family? How come we could not see that we were picking the wrong person? Okay, those of you who listen to my podcast on a regular basis have heard me say this. Most of you and most of us have the same type of personality. We're giving, we're caring, we're fixers. We like to help people. We're the more empathetically programmed personality so when you're be when you're feeling ashamed that you've picked the wrong person you need to understand you did not pick them there was something in you that that noticed red flags maybe noticed a feeling of tension in the beginning but the toxic personality is going to seek out those people who are kind who are caring who like to help people who like to be supportive If you put yourself in the toxic person's place and you wanted to take advantage and control somebody, what type of personality would you look for? You'd look for the kind, caring, giving, loving personality, right? So don't be ashamed of picking the wrong person because you didn't pick them, they picked you. Not seeing it sooner. I mentioned this just a little bit in the beginning. Every relationship that starts out, whether it's healthy or not, always seems good in the beginning. We always feel the pull. We always talk about our goals. We talk about the desires that we want in the relationship, how we want to, you know, become better friends or work better together or get a closer family with this person or grow an intimate relationship to where you are best friends and you become a very good team. So we feel ashamed for not seeing it sooner, but for lack of a better term, We were tricked. You step into a relationship with a toxic person thinking you're both seeking the same goal. Why? Because they tell you they're seeking the same goal as you in in a relationship. Truth is, they are not seeking that type of goal at all. They're seeking control, power, attention, and admiration so they feel secure. But it becomes confusing to us because the words that come out of their mouth tell us we are working towards the same goal. So not seeing it sooner, you cannot be ashamed of that when you are living or you're in a relationship with somebody who can put a mask on and be whoever they need to be to make you believe that they're exactly who you want. So there's no shame in not seeing it sooner. Keeping the kids in it. If this is a married relationship where you have kids together, this is where my biggest shame came in. Keeping the kids in it. Okay, there is all sorts of mixed feelings when it comes to raising kids in a toxic environment. Religious beliefs come into it. Ethical beliefs come into it. The family unit comes into it. Raising kids in a toxic environment is difficult in it. We know that if we step out of the relationship, it's going to be difficult on the kids too. So don't be ashamed that you're raising kids in it or you feel like you've ruined the kid's life because you stepped out of it. I carried this shame with me for years after leaving my toxic relationship. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago, my kid said, you, can't, you cannot feel guilty over this. You cannot feel shame in the fact that we were in it. We saw the exact same things you saw. We lived, we lived it just like you did. We didn't see, we weren't ashamed of you because you stayed in it. We only felt the power when you left because we knew that if you didn't get out, we wouldn't get out either. Now, I stayed because I didn't want the shame of being divorced. I didn't want the shame of being the one that split up the family. I didn't want the shame of being the one that exited the relationship and, quote, gave up on the relationship. But keeping the kids in it, when you know that it's bad, is just as shameful as taking them out of it. And, and my kids will say that. Something had to change to make something change. So we feel ashamed that we keep the kids in it, and we feel ashamed that we keep the kids out of it. And the thing you need to know, the kids will get used to it. The kids already know, depending on their ages, they already sense the stress. They already avoid the fights. They already are accommodating to keep the toxic person happy exactly like you did. So don't feel ashamed on exiting the relationship if there's kids involved, but also don't feel ashamed of staying there longer thinking that you could fix it because there's so many things that come into play once there's children involved. We feel shame in staying there. Okay, and part of the thing that brings the shame with staying there is the people outside of the relationship. The people that we've confided in, that we've told what's going on. If they have not been in it, they will never understand it. So it's very easy for them to look at you and go, if it's so bad, how come you're still there? They would never understand all the dynamics and all the emotion that goes into the thought process of even planning how to leave a toxic relationship. So we feel shame from others in staying there when we, when we logically know it's not a healthy relationship. We still feel shame because we let emotions get involved. The people outside the relationship judge us for being in it and, and judge us for not getting out of it. So we feel shame for staying there. We feel shame for accepting behavior. I talk about this all the time with my clients. Do you know what your value system is? When you're in a toxic relationship, you are stripped of your value system. You accept things you wouldn't accept. You put up with things you wouldn't put up with. You go along with things you wouldn't normally go along with. But why do we do that? To keep conflict down. To not make them mad. To not upset them. To not disappoint them. So we accept behavior that we wouldn't normally accept because we're backed into the corner of conflict. So we feel ashamed that we're accepting lies, that we're accepting dishonesty, that we're accepting infidelity, but we know if we don't accept it, there's going to be trouble in the relationship. So we are ashamed of accepting being treated the way we've been treated. That has nothing to do with you. This is part of that slow process. You start learning, you have to go along with the toxic personality or else. There's shame in leaving. Well, we can think of every excuse not to leave a toxic environment. And, and a lot of the reasons we don't leave is emotionally based. We feel worried. We feel scared. We feel guilty. There's shame in not being able to overcome those feelings. I'm sure I've talked about it before. The toxic personality is an emotionally abusive personality. They use your emotions to get what they need. So when you decide that you're leaving, they play with your emotions. They make you feel guilty. They make you feel unloved or they make you feel loved again to draw you back in. And then you feel shame of wanting to leave. Let's say you do leave. We know how hoovering works. Hoovering is, a tact, is all of the tactics that a toxic person uses to suck you back in when you've stepped out of the relationship. The reason hoovering starts is they don't feel the loss of the love of their life. They don't feel the loss of their best friend. They don't feel the loss of the sister that, that they've that they've grown up with. All they feel is the loss of control. And when they lose control of you, it makes them feel insecure. So they will hoover you back in to the relationship so that they again feel that feeling of power and control over you. They have your attention back, which the, which then makes them feel secure. But when we leave, we know we're out. We know we have to stay strong. The people that support us are so happy we leave, but they hoover so hard that we go back in and then we're ashamed for going back. I was the queen of going back. I was ashamed every time I went back. When we return to a toxic environment, it's not because we wanted to return to a toxic environment. It's because hoovering is designed to exhaust you. They throw every reason, every personality, every type of tactic that they can use to suck you back in and they just keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. And even though you're trying to stay strong, you're trying to stay no contact, the goal of hoovering is to exhaust you to the point that it's easier for you to go back than to stay out. So we're ashamed when we return. We're ashamed of the person that we have become in that relationship. Okay, let's talk about that. I remember looking in the mirror 12 years into a toxic relationship and not even recognizing myself. There was nothing about myself that was the same person as when I went into it. I think I've mentioned this before. I didn't hardly talk. I know I didn't laugh. I didn't have emotion. I was completely numb to my feelings getting hurt or not. There was almost nothing that this toxic person could do that would get a reaction out of me. I was absolutely numb. Now, when, you, when you're numb, that's your body protecting itself. Just like your body protects itself physically to stay alive, it protects itself emotionally to stay alive too. So we just start numbing our feelings so the words and the criticisms don't hurt anymore. But when that happens, the toxic person does not get the reaction that they want. So they have to turn up the volume to get the reaction. They have to say meaner things. They have to do meaner things. They have to cut you harder to get the same reaction. And I remember looking in the mirror with completely different color hair Very, very thin, no smile on my face and thinking I am completely embarrassed and ashamed of who I am. I am not an example for my daughters. This is not a mother that they need. I'm not a good friend to my friends. I'm not being a good doctor to my patients. The toxic relationship had invaded every area of my life and had stolen my confidence and my self-worth out of every single area of my life. And I was ashamed of the person that I had become. Yet the person that I had been so long ago seemed so far away. I didn't even know how to begin to find her back. So then there was shame in not even knowing who I was. I also carried a lot of shame in being afraid of everything. I was afraid to make decisions. I was afraid to make choices. I was afraid to meet new people. I was afraid that I was going to fail. I was afraid that I'd I'd be alone for the rest of my life. I was afraid that I'd never really find a healthy relationship. So I was ashamed that I was fearful of everything because when I was younger, I wasn't scared of a single thing. Ask my dad. You wanna do it? Let's do it. You wanna try this? Let's try it. You wanna start a business? Let's do that. If it doesn't work, who cares? But in this relationship, I found myself too scared to even move. Everything I tried, could have been successful, but anything that you give your attention to in a toxic relationship is going to bother the toxic person. If something or someone is getting too much of your attention, they will force that person out of your life or make you quit. Say a hobby. Find something that brings you joy, that brings just a little bit of you back and they will dislike that hobby or they'll demand that you quit that hobby or they'll demand that they take the money if that hobby's making you any money. So the fear that was in me was paralyzing. And I was completely ashamed of the fact that I was scared of everything. We are ashamed when we actually realize that we have stepped into an unhealthy or a toxic relationship. Because I know from the point of view I looked at it, I'm too smart for that. I would never step into an abusive relationship, right? So this certainly can't be abuse. And when you Google abuse and you look things up, we pull things up like the domestic violence shelters, which not downplaying domestic violence, but if you haven't had a lot of physical violence in your relationship, you can convince yourself it's not that bad. So once you realize this is not where I'm supposed to be, this behavior is not normal, And I think I'm actually in a relationship that is abusive to me mentally and emotionally. Well, how can we be so silly and stupid to step into a relationship like that? Here comes the shame. We don't want to talk about it. We're not the one that's going to be in an abusive relationship. That's going to be somebody else. I was also ashamed of how much my confidence fell and how much I lost value in myself and how I allowed toxic people to treat me when once I was very confident. I didn't think I could make it on my own. I felt like financially I would fail. I felt like I would never have any friends. My self-worth was absolutely rock bottom by the time I left and I was ashamed of that. How am I supposed to go start a new business and pretend I'm this confident person when there's no confidence in there at all? The criticisms and the put downs had wiped my confidence and my self-worth completely out. You know, when you think too, the things that you put up with, you know, let's take, for example, infidelity. Anybody who's been in a relationship where there's infidelity, that's a strike to your self-worth. Because what does that person have that I don't have? They must be better. They must be skinnier. They must make more money. They must make them happier. They must... All of this stuff goes through your head. And every single thing that goes through your head knocks a chunk out of your self-worth. So I was ashamed when I left that I couldn't even hold my head up. I was not proud to be me at all. And it was very shameful. One of the things that I felt ashamed of and, and I dislike this word even though it's kind of a buzzword Um, I had become a doormat okay I was ashamed that I couldn't stand up for myself and that I let somebody take so much advantage of me and the thing that I hated the most about a doormat is when you hear the term doormat you think of somebody who's weak You think of somebody who just lays down so other people can walk over top of them. And I didn't feel like that's who I was, but from the outside looking in, that's exactly what I looked like. You know, I had tried to fight for myself. I had tried to make my own decisions. I had tried to stay who I was. But the chipping away at the identity that toxic people do in a relationship, you're fighting a losing battle if you think you're going to stay up on the self-worth, the self-esteem, and the self-confidence. When you have self-worth, when you have self-esteem and you have self-confidence, that's taking their power away. That's them not being in control of you. So little by little, they tear all that down until, yeah, you have actually laid down and you're a doormat. And I was ashamed that that's how the outside world could see me. Because I know, as well as you know, it takes a strong person to survive in an emotionally abusive relationship, we feel weak, but we're some of the strongest people out there. And those people that are outside looking in, going, How come you just don't leave? they probably wouldn't survive in this environment. But I was ashamed at who I had become letting people take advantage of me. All the things that we've accepted, all the things that we accept when we're in a toxic relationship are so over the top of what you would accept if you were in a healthy environment we accept lies we accept being lied to we accept infidelity we accept rules we accept having to ask permission we accept punishment we accept criticisms we accept comparisons we accept being called names We accept people telling us that we're not good enough. And that becomes shameful if you let it. We talk about projection in toxic relationships. What projection is, is when a toxic person or a person in general takes something that is in themselves and reflects it back onto somebody else. If we want to talk about shame in a toxic relationship, The shame should be on the toxic person. The behaviors that they have and the way they treat people and the way they tear people down, they should feel ashamed of that. But because they're so good at projecting what they do onto other people, through all the criticisms, through all the tension, through all crossing your boundaries, through the name calling, through instilling fear, they convince you that you should be ashamed when it's actually they that should be ashamed. If we go back to the definition of ashamed, it's embarrassed or guilt because of somebody's actions or characteristics. Okay, I'm sorry, but for you that are listening, that is not you. Being ashamed or feeling guilty because of actions or characteristics, that is the toxic person. But what they've done is they've instilled what they should be taking responsibility for onto you. They should be the ones that are ashamed. They should be the ones that are saying they're sorry. They should be the ones that recognize their bad behavior and how they're treating others and rectify it. But that's not how a toxic person is programmed. They are not going to take responsibility for that. So if they can project that shame onto you and make you feel like you're the weak one and that you're the problem and that you're the one giving up, you can leave the relationship, or you can stay in the relationship, but you will be assigned to carry all that shame with you. Truth is, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the fact that toxic people enter relationships for a different reason than you. They have different goals. And Because of their lack of empathy, it doesn't bother them that you're carrying the shame of what's going on in the relationship. The results that come from a relationship are not something that is wrong with you. This is something that happened to you. This is all stuff that a toxic person will slowly program into you over the course of the relationship. Good news This is all stuff that can be unprogrammed and reprogrammed once you're free from a toxic relationship. So do not be ashamed of where you're at. Do not be ashamed of where you were. Everything in your life happens for a reason. I had one of my friends um stop this morning and actually she doesn't live here anymore. She lives out of town but She said, you know, she's out. She's doing very well. And she's learning to love herself again. She's learning to find happiness in her life. She's learning to take care of herself. And she said, you know, the more people I meet, the more people I realize have been through something just like this. All of these people went through it and all of these people made it. You're going through it. You're trying to get out of it. You're healing from it. You're going to make it. It never, ever had anything to do with you. It had everything to do with what the toxic person needed in their life. But with the projection, they've made it feel like it had something to do with you. Everything happens just like it's supposed to. I would not be doing what I'm doing today for a living had I not walked the path of the toxic relationships that I had in my past. There's going to be something in your future that you're going to need what you learned from this for. We think that we're weak when we're in those relationships and the truth is you are some of the strongest people there is. A lot of people couldn't survive going through the emotional warfare that you're going through right now. And it would be great if we left the relationship, we flipped a switch, and we were healed. But the reprogramming and the And the relearning is part of the process too. And I know it's slow and I know people don't want to do it, but that's where you find your true self. And that's where you find your true self back. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're feeling the shame of not being able to leave or staying in it too long or keeping the kids in it, or if you have left a relationship and you're feeling the shame of wasted time an embarrassment because of the behaviors you put up with. None of it had anything to do with you. It was all handed to you, and you had no choice but to accept it. Moving forward, you guys are all going to be just like me. I don't do everything perfect. I still have triggers. I still have things that I deal with on a daily basis from going through the relationships that I've gone through. But I also know there is nothing that's going to come into my life that is gonna be harder to deal with than that toxic relationship. I can put everything up against that and go, yes, but I dealt with that, I learned from it, I became stronger from it, and I can deal with this as well. There's no shame in the things that life presents for you to go through. It's just, it's part of it. We learn what we learn, we move on, and we use what we learn. I hope that there's people out there that can release some of the shame that they're carrying around because anything you're feeling shamed of right now was handed to you and you accepted it. We don't have any place to feel ashamed of the paths that we've walked. Hold your head up this week. Smile at people. Make somebody laugh. Give yourself a little grace about this journey that you're going through. Shame is not one of the things that we have to carry anymore. It's not something that is wrong with us. It's simply something that has happened to us.
0: Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.